Chapter 2, Dota Island, 1912, Telling the Lie. She'd heard them approach as she sat in the late afternoon, cool, on her low porch. Their whispers drifted across the dunes, through the palmetto fronds, mingling with sounds of the squirrels chattering and the wren putting her young down for the night. Her eyes closed as she listened to the footsteps padding along the rough trail leading to her yard. There were four of them, all of them young, for their voices did not strain as they climbed over the huge oak blown down in the big storm last year. One walked with, with the easy stride of those who knew where they were headed. It was she who carried the baby that chirped and burbled with each step. The other girl struggled to keep up afraid to be left behind in the place she did not know. The fourth took his time, pausing to tear a, br a low branch from a dogwood tree, whipping the bushes as he made his way along the path. As the sea breeze gently buffed their faces, they broke into the clearing at the edge of the yard. The first one, slid the child from her hip and peered into the shadows on the porch. The second one peeped over her shoulder. This lonesome house. They don't be there. Her there. The boy stepped forward and stared at the house. A pitch black tom disappeared around the side her somewhere around. Dare she old ugly cat. Her don't go nowhere without that cat. Where she beat in? The first girl nodded towards the porch. She be there. Sitting in that chair. Body shutter. Watching them through half-closed eyes, the old woman stirred, as if settling into a comfortable sleep. The second girl jumped as Miss Emma, Julia, unfolded in the shadows. The boy shook a branch at her, laying up in there like an old black snake just waiting to get you. The girl retreated. She sleep. You better mind. You know it. It'd be bad luck to wake an old woman when she's sleeping. The older girl looked at her with a knowing smile, taking the hand of the baby, strolled across the sandy yard to the porch. The second girl hung back as the boy slid past her with a show of bravado. Who 
who that slipping up on me like a snake in the grass? It be me, Miss Emma Julia, Elizabeth. Elizabeth who? Tell me, who be you people? Elizabeth Panzan, first born of Eli and Elu present. You know, you know my family. You were good friends with my nana. Miss Emma Jula nodded as she spoke. The girl stood still as Miss Emma Julia nodded. The deep indigo tones of her skin. The steadiness in her eyes and the small, weary frame that marked her as a peasant. I know you. You the image of your father, and all those who come before you, them peasants spit you out. Elizabeth burrowed her feet into the white sand and smiled shyly as Miss Emma Julia. Miss Emma Julia peered around Elizabeth, frowning at the younger girl perched nervously in the high grass at the edge of the yard. The boy looked around the yard, dodging her glance. What baby you bring with you to my place? He be my little brother Ben. As Elizabeth explained, Ben pulled free and clambered onto the porch. He toddled to Miss Emma Julia, grabbing the leg of the chair as he frowned up into her aged face. Your mama. I just like the sweet soil I plant my beans and okra in. Every time I hear about she, she bring another child into this world. How many that now? Three. Lord, I ain't hardly had time to bring in the crops tween children. How she be getting on? Her real tired. Dr. Boyd say her needs some rest. I say. You tell your mother leave that doctor alone and come see Miss Emma Julia. I give her something. What'll let that body rest? Them bucker doctor. Don't take no care with me. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Who that hang that who that hang back there like she ready to fly? Her my new cousin. Come to see us from Savannah. New cousin. Yes, ma'am. She mar she mama married my daddy cousin, Boot. He a travel man on the railroad. I know, Boot. 
the color of the sweetest blackberry of the summer. Know how to make a woman shout like her done caught the spirit and cry like tomorrow never come. You gotta stand out there in that high grass with them snakes, girl, you gonna come in the yard. With a squeal, the young girl darted into the yard and hid behind Elizabeth. What they call you? Clarice? What your basket name? Clarice looked at Elizabeth, not understanding. Elizabeth explained, Your basket name is the other name they gave you when you were baby. Like Ben, we call him Barbro. My basket name is Lil Bet. I don't have none, Clary said. The older boy shifted restlessly, having studied the yard and seen nothing to tempt him. Miss Emma Julia leaned forward and glared at him. I know you. You one of them boys who took my Jacob and strung him in that tree. The boy fell back in surprise and fear. That won't me. I, I, don't be telling me that, boy. I seen you playing his day running with them others when I come to get me Jacob. Uh, uh, that won't me. She leaned over into the open doorway and called, Jacob, come out here, Jacob. The children stared into the dark doorway as two yellow eyes appeared and glided silently to the porch. The large Tom stepped onto the porch, stretched, his fur rippling down his spine to his tail, and then hopped onto Miss Emma Julia's lap, then reached for him eagerly as Jacob ignored him, made a comfortable bed on her thin thighs. Jacob, you see anybody out there bother you? The children held their breaths as Jacob slowly turned his head and looked at each one. Elizabeth and Clarice breathed a deep sigh of relief when Jacob dismissively made quick work of them. The boy's eyes widened as Jacob locked onto him. It want me. It was just watching. Miss Emma Julia chuckled as Jacob, with a yawn, hopped off her lap and disappeared into the house. Ben toddled after it, only to stop at the open doorway and peer into the darkness. What you name, boy? Pap. You know what Jacob say to you? Him ain't say nothing. She hissed. Him say next time, him come for you in the night. She smiled as Pap stepped back in alarm. With a sudden laugh, the baby scampered off the porch and threw himself against his sister's leg. Legs. 
Miss Emma Julia studied the two girls, Elizabeth, thin, dark, weary. The image of her father withstood her gaze with patience. She stroked, she stroked Ben's head as he babbled and pointed to the dark that lay beyond the doorway. Clarice kept her head bowed, hiding the topaz eyes that were her treasure. She shifted from foot to foot, quivering as the wood owl sounded his presence. So what y'all doing back here this time of day? Elizabeth spoke quickly. We come to see if you could tell us the lie. Why you coming to me? You got plenty of people tell you the lies. But Miss Emma Julia, you know that you can win any lying contest. Nobody tell a lie as good as you. I've been tell Clarice about them good lies you tell, and her want to hear for herself, for herself. Clarice glanced up swiftly and nodded her head. Miss Emma Julia was tickled. The child was so scared she was about to fly away, but still she wanted to hear the lie. I don't have a mind to mess with that foolishness. I got plenty to do before I rest my head over to I have plenty to do before I rest my head day over. Us can help, Elizabeth declared. Clarice nodded while Pop Pap rolled his eyes at what he thought to be an unseen swap. I know. I have plenty particular about the way things be done. Let's do it right, Elizabeth called. Elizabeth looked at Clarice and Pat. You tell we what you want we to do. Miss Emma Julia reached into her pocket and pulled out her pipe. She drew on it slowly as she thought of all the things she wanted done. Well, the clothes in the back need to be took in. Elizabeth scooped Ben up and started towards the backyard. Clarice followed her. I don't take... It don't take but one to do that. Clarice looked at Elizabeth, who gave her the nod of encouragement while continuing towards the back. And mind you fold them so they don't wrinkle. You, new cousin, you know how to snap beans? Yes, ma'am. Miss Emma Julia got up slowly. You wait right here. I got a whole mess of snap beans. She shuffled through the doorway, disappearing into the darkness. Pap slid up beside Clarice, whispering in her ear. I told she been dead. Shh, shh. Mama says she fix people, and it lasts all their life. 
Miss Emma Julia stepped onto the porch with a half-filled croaker sack and an old wooden bowl. She dropped them on the edge of the porch and settled back into her chair. Clarice settled to the porch and dragged the sack and bucket to the far end away from the doorway. Pat watched Miss Emma Julia expectantly. When she did not speak to him for several moments, he turned his attention to the pile of bottles he glimpsed on the side of the house. As he reached over to pick up the emerald green bottle, she said, Diod could use Derek. With a moan, he snatched the rake from where it lay in the sand and began combing the sandy yard with short, angry strokes. She leaned back in the chair and listened to the sound and rhythms of the children working, the crisp snap of the beans, the harsh stab of the rake, and Elizabeth's low humming as she took down the clothes. Her ears searched for the rhythm she knew as sure as she breathed. The wind sweeping across the water as the waves brushed the shore. She drew it into her body, slowing her heart and taking long, deep breaths. As the rhythm took her over, she sank deeper into the chair and began to sleep. She woke up to four pairs of eyes staring at her and Jacob curled in her lap. The sun melted over the piney woods as the sea breeze whipped the moss that hung low from the branches. Y'all finish everything I tell you to do? Yes, ma'am, the three replied in unison. The baby tightened his arm around his sister's neck, sleepily turning his head into her shoulder. Miss Elizabeth Julia sat up and stared at the pile of neatly folded clothes and the wooden bucket filled with beans. She waved them aside and expected the yard. She hid a smile. As all men children could not help but do, Pap turned it into a game. The yard was carpeted with deep swirl patterns of sand, images that connected and disconnected disappearing into large grass that marked the beginning of the woods. So y'all ready for the lie? Us ready. Pap, with a quick look at Clarice, slyly suggested, tell us the lie about the devil and how he stole the girl in the woods. Clary shivered in the evening breeze. Elizabeth put her arm around her and pulled her closer. It get right chilly out here. You, boy, pop, go in my parlor and get the kiva under, under the trunk. Me? You want me to go in there? The trunk right by the door. Go on. And don't be messing with nothing.
Pap slowly approached the doorway. He paused and looked back at them, his eyes wide. Get on in there, Pap. Miss Emma Julia snapped. Don't nothing want you, bad as you is, she grumbled. Pap plunged into the room and reappeared almost instantly, clinging the quilts to his chest. He pushed the quilts at her and withdrew to Elizabeth's side. She handed the worn, colorful quilts to Elizabeth. The children wrapped themselves and settled on the porch at her feet. She took out her port. She took out her her pouch and shook a bit of tobacco into the bowl of her pipe. Tanked it and lit it. And she drew deeply and and exhaled over the children. The pungent smoke dispressed the first few mosquitoes that had come for a ready feast. This lie began in the beginning of this world, for we knew it. It began for the Bible. Pat shot piped up, want nothing for the Bible. What I tell you, want nothing, bef- nothing for the Bible. Preacher Wilson told me that, Pap insisted. Boy, hush up. This ain't got nothing to do against the Bible. Elizabeth scolded him. Pat started to fuss back at her. But remembering all of the work he had done in the yard, decided to hold his peace. Like I say, this before the Bible. This was a time when there was nothing but land as far as you could see. Where was the big water? What I say, boy? There was no river, no creek. No big water, nothing but the land all over the whole world. Y'all hear what I say? Elizabeth spoke up. Us hear you. Only time water come is with the rain. And then you got to catch it real fast. You got that? Yes, ma'am, Elizabeth agreed. Miss Emma Julia turned to Clarice and Pap. Y'all with me on a lie? I ain't had y'all with me. Elizabeth, urging them to join her, clapped her hands and chanted, Us with you, us with you. Clarice smiled shyly and clapped her hands, We with you. Pap scolded and folded his arms, scolded and folded his arms. There was one old lady lived way off in the woods by herself. She didn't have no people, no husband, no children, her all by herself. Like you, Pap interjected. Miss Emma Julia tossed him a dark look and continued. 
her was so lonesome. Her worked so hard just to try to get a bit to eat. One day, her discourage and her sit down began to holler. I so lonely, I so hungry, I so tired. It all I can do is raise from me bed. And as it happened, the elephant was passing and the elephant heard she and say, Why you cry like that? I say, Cause I lonely. Don't have nobody to care about and nobody to care for me. I don't have nobody to care about and nobody to care for the elephant said, What you need is kin. Kin help from you from being lonely. How I'm gonna get kin? I ain't got no husband, ain't got no children. Where I'm gonna get kin? The elephant thought about it. And then him went back to the other elephants and they studied on it. And him come back and say, you hear that? If you take the five nuts from the hickory tree and put them in a ball of clay and throw them in the fire and let them stay for three days, Ken will come to you. The old woman looked at him just so and said, the, hick the hickory tree all the way on the other side. I old. I can't walk that far. The elephant say, if you want kin, you walk it. He started to catch up with he kin. He come back, him say, one thing to remember, kin is fine, but kin can be trouble. Then him run off to catch up. Now what the elephant say? Clarice whispered, he say, kin is fine. But kin can be trouble. That right. Miss Emma Julia paused to tap her pipe against the side of her chair. She stared into the evening gloom. Where her do then? Well, she sat there. Her sat there a couple of days, cause the hickory tree was a long ways. But her feel sad, and her make a trip. Her make the trip. And a hard trip it be. But her find the hickory tree and gather the nuts and bring them back. Her make a fire and put them in the clay in the clay ball and let them cook. Her so tired her fall asleep and didn't wake and didn't wake for three days. When she wake, she pulled the ball out of the fire and wait for the kin to come. Her wait two days, three days, nothing happened. No kin, no nothing, her plenty mad. Pat declared, that elephant sure fooled her. Miss Emma shifted her head wrap forward and scratched her kitchen. You think so? Ain't no kin come. Hmm. Well, she dinked the same.
She started up a fuss about the elephant. He fooled her. He fooled she. Her work, she self into a regular fit. Her pick up the clay ball and throw it at a tree and guess what happened? What happened? It broke into many pieces and the five hickory nuts then flew all over the place. One of them rolled to her feet. She raised her feet and smashed it and I hear the singing. So smash it and I hear the singing. Her pick up the nut and open it. This Emma got all stiffly and walked over to the edge of the porch and brought the lamp that hung from the roof. Emma asked quietly, where does singing come from? Miss Emma Julia straightened the wick and shook the base to see how much oil was left. The nut. What in the nut? demanded Pap. Miss Emma lit the wick and watched their faces as the light flickered. A girl child. A girl? All three murmured. Elizabeth and Clarice exchanged pleased looks. A girl. Sing like you never heard. The older woman laid a nut down real careful and ran to pick up the others. And you know what? The kin was any other nuts. Elizabeth spoke with confidence. That right, she ran here, she ran there, and pretty soon her her have so many kin that she That right, she ran here, she ran there, and pretty soon her have so much kin she not know what to do. And they was some fine kin too. The boys there was one her called Ogun, and him was strapping and fit. The other her called Ilegba, and him was full of mischief as an old raccoon. How come her name that Ogun Legba? Press Pap. Her name them after the gods. Ogun and Ilegba. The children carefully pronounced the names. Clarice, her eyes glittering in the light, asked eagerly, What about the girls? First, there was Oya, the one who was singing. Then there was Yimanya, the one with the fractious temperament. There was five nuts. What happened to the other one? Elizabeth pointed out. I get to that. Her looked all over for the last nut and just when her was about to give up, her found it. And inside was the most beautiful girl was ever seen. What was her name? breathed Clarice. Her called Oshun. And the old lady was so happy, her got all the kin she could want. From that day on, it was never the same. Because each child brought a special gift. What did Ogun bring? 
asked Pat. He was strong and loved to do hard work. As she direct as she described Ogun, Pap grinned and flexed his muscles. Oya brought the music to lift people's hearts. Elegbra brought laughter. He could make the dead man laugh. Elizabeth pointed to the sleeping Ben. She and Clarice giggled. Oshun, her was love and beauty. Miss Emma Julia watched as the blushing spread across Clarice's face. If her was here today, she named be queen. And Yimo, Yimo, Yimoya. She was the quickness of the spirit, the thing that makes all the men and women live and love and fight. I bet that old lady was happy, Clary sighed. They was good for a long time, but you remember what the elephant say? Pat intoned, Ken is fine, but Ken can be trouble. That's right. And after some time, they begin to fuss and fight amongst themselves, and Ken is bound as Ken is bound to do, and the older woman. She could barely stand it. It got so bad, her run off to the woods, wailing and crying. And who should happen to come along but the elephant? What he say? Him say? You still crying? And her told he, the children, they fight so. And he look at her, he look at she. He right disgusted him say, what I tell you about Ken? Her start to cry all over again. He went to the other elephants and then him come back. Us help you one more time, but you got to do what I say. The woman promised anything to get the children to stop fighting. The elephant say, in the morning you give each child a chore and send each one to a different place. Send one to the desert, one to the mountain, one to the woods, one to the grasslands, and one to the hills. And her did as him say. Once the children were gone, the elephants came together and began to stomp the ground. They stomped so hard, the land cracked. Them stomped so hard, the land began to crack and break off. The woman cried, What you doing? My children! The elephant said, This the only way to stop fighting. Them stomp and mountains break away. 
then the desert breakaway, then the woods, then the grasslands, the hills. The children can run to the edge to see the other so far away. They start to cry. That old woman, she cried. Her and her children cry so hard that the water start to rise and fill where the land broke away. They cry a whole world full of tears. And when her cried out, her asked the elephants, Will I ever see? Will us ever be together again? And him say, Will they ever stop fighting? Miss Julia shook her head. It's pitiful. It's truly pitiful. So what her do? Well, none she could do. She sat down at the edge of the water and wait for her children to stop fighting so they could come home. And last, I know, she still wait. She still wait? Across the big water, she wait. She wait for me, for you. She wait for me? How come she wait for me? You is her children. And you, all of us, is her children. She leaned back in the chair and examined the children's faces. Elizabeth was thoughtful, her mind sifting through the details of the lie. Clarice's eyes, Clarice's eyes brimmed with tears as she thought of the lonely children. Pat frowned at her. How come they didn't just build a boat and go back? Miss Emma Julia slowly puffed from her pipe. How come we still here? It late. Get dark. Y'all better get on, cause I know they be looking for you. The children got up reluctantly. Elizabeth gently laid Ben on the floor as she helped Clarice fold the quilts. Miss Julia, Miss Emma Julia, handed the lamp to Pap. Bring it back daytime. Clarice begged, will you tell us another lie tomorrow? Miss Emma Julia shrugged and reached down to scratch Jacob's head. Elizabeth picked up Ben. Thank you, Miss Emma Julia. That was a good lie. She said and followed Pap and Clarice across the yard. Miss Emma Julia watched the light from her lamp fiddling through the woods leading the children home.